What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode six of Between Two Tackles. I'm your host, Alex Spinelli, and alongside me, as always, are my two good friends, Dean Montalbano and Ray Volo. In episode six, we'll be doing our second mock draft, and yours truly will be joining the boys in this three-way mock. Hey. Um, Give me a threesome, baby. Yeah, well, menage well, a trois, am I right? Yeah, uh, Ooh, my boys. Uh, the menage mock. Um, it's our post combine mock (laughs) (laughs) our post combine mock uh, so we got a lot of good stuff this past week um, in Indianapolis Um, got a lot of answers on measurables and physical attributes for some guys Um, and then we also just wrapped up the franchise tag deadline yesterday so we'll run through that news Um, before we get to the mock fellas how we feeling the offseason is finally here. The combine's over, and all things lead to free agency and the draft. I'm itching right now. I'm like a junkie. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, Pumped up that we got to uh, be audible to a mock 2.0 because was not ready for the linebackers, and this is way more fun. So let's get Preach. after it. Let's be real. We live, live for mock drafts. I don't know how many times. We all send mock drafts into our group chats a day, but it's a staggering amount. And just like Ray said, it's it's really like a severe drug addiction. That's that's the best way to put it. And I'm extremely pumped that we're audibling to this as well. That's yeah. Awesome. If anybody from my office is checking my timesheets, um, there's no spot for me to put mock drafts in on my timesheet. <laughs> um, so that needs to be edited because... Um, yeah, that's, well, that's where a lot that of might need, that might need to get cut out. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll start with some of the notable tags that went on yesterday. Um, Devonta Adams was tagged by Green Bay. Chris Godwin was tagged for a second time um, in Tampa Bay. Cam Robinson, a little bit of a surprise tag um, for Jacksonville, who has the number one overall pick. Dalton Schultz, unfortunately, was tagged. Uh, by the Cowboys, which really sucks for our New York Jets because he was definitely a guy we were eyeing. We were eyeing. Um, Orlando Brown was tagged by the Chiefs. Jesse Bates was tagged um, by the Cincinnati Bengals. Mike Jasicki was tagged by the Miami Dolphins. And David Njoko was tagged by the Cleveland Browns. Um, so while all that was going on, um, a few guys who weren't tagged, J.C. Jackson was not tagged by the Patriots, so he will hit free agency and Allen Robinson, another notable name. Um, Harold Landry was not tagged. That was kind of a big news. And then he proceeded to sign a five-year, $87 million contract, which was fat for the Titans. Um, And then a few days ago, we had Aaron Rodgers get signed for supposedly four years, $200 million, and he's back in Green Bay. Um, But we'll see what happens on that. I think Ray has has a few thoughts about that. And then yesterday... The big trade finally struck, and the offseason was finally underway. Russell Wilson was sent to the Denver Broncos along with a fourth-round pick in exchange for two first-round picks, including this year, two second-round picks, a fifth. Quarterback Drew Locke, who may be Seattle's quarterback next year, who knows? Noah Fant and Shelby Harris. So, so fellas, um, a lot to unpack there. Um, We'll kind of skip over the the notable tag guys because – um, a lot of them were expected to get tagged. Um, but let's start with Aaron Rodgers and that whole situation in Green Bay. Ray, how are we feeling about Aaron Rodgers right now? I mean, Packers fans are pumped to be back. Uh, I mean, I, I just don't know. Like, the whole contract thing, like, 
I know it's reported what five years, two hundred mil, right? It's yeah, four years, four years two hundred mil. But then he comes out and tweets like, "Hey, everyone, just wanted to clear some things up. Yes, I would be playing for the Packers next year. However, however, reports about me signing a contract are inaccurate, as are the supposed terms of the contract, quote unquote signed. I'm very excited to be back. Flexing emoji, hashtag year eighteen with a heart. Holy flex. Yeah, I mean, I he's so he's gonna he's definitely gonna be back, but just how long? And I know people got all pumped up like, and excited about the four-year thing, but I personally don't really think that means shit. I think that's more just for his protection, and like he's probably got a year or two left before he uh, hangs it up and goes the host Jeopardy for life. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. It was a guy who was threatening to retire if he didn't, uh, if he wasn't out in Green Bay last year. Um, and then it kind of came as a shock that it was four years. Obviously, he probably he likely won't play all four years. Um, but who knows? That is a weird situation already. I think so. Uh, well, I think the whole issue with like that caused the whole like, issue between them was that he wanted a commitment. Like he was always saying, like, like it's not like he wanted to just leave Green Bay. He's like, they drafted Jordan Love, and he's like, I want you guys to commit to me. Like, fuck this kid. And that now, I guess apparently they did. So I guess he's happy. But I guess we'll we'll see how it plays out. Yeah, Dan, what are you thinking about this situation? I think I'm pumped that I get to pick for Green Bay because I think they are fucking crazy for not showing that commitment. When they picked Jordan Love at the back end of the first, we all thought that they were crazy, and I still think that. And I think that this pick needs to show that commitment so they could possibly get to maybe two, maybe three years. I don't think four years is going to happen, but more with Aaron Rodgers, you know. It, it's he's, so he's funny. Golden boy. That, I don't I just don't understand it. Being a Jets fan and fucking being impossible to get a quarterback, I just it obviously makes me want to run straight into a brick wall thinking that they just won't give the best quarterback in the league arguably for so long for a decade, you know, the commitment he deserves obviously. Well, I, yeah. I think I think on the Packers and I think on both ends rather, they're both just trying to cover their own ass. Like Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to get like left out in the dust and have to go to a, a random team. And Green Bay doesn't want him to just hang it up and say, fuck it. I'm going to go host Jeopardy. Like you guys right. suck. Like have fun with Kirk Benkirk, even though I love yeah. me some Kirk. But great I Madden player. A situation where they're just both trying to protect their asses and it just led to some tension. Yeah. It's so funny because like this was the exact same situation that Aaron Rodgers was in. Just in Jordan Love's position, they took him when Brett Favre was still dominating the league, and what he sat for four years, right? Like, yep. um, it's funny. He's a petty motherfucker. Um, yeah, that too. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> that'll be uh, that'll be interesting to see what comes out of that whole situation. If the years get reduced, maybe, or it seems like they kind of made nice and uh, they were all back together, but. I don't know. Does this put a strain on the relationship again that they're possibly pushing out false reports about how how long the contract is? I don't know. Um, but all right. Now we're going to touch on the Russell Wilson situation. Um, Seattle had been rumored to possibly um, thinking about blowing it up. Um, Russ had an up and down year last year. He was hurt with his finger. Um, and then they pull this this trade out. Um, after a terrible trade with the Jets, uh, <laughs> shout out my boy Joey D. Um, and honestly, I think Seattle got a pretty good haul here. Um, but fellas, how do you feel about the trade and Russ headed to Denver? 
Yeah, no, uh, can't put it lightly. Joe Douglas owns the Seahawks. I think someone got into, uh, found a way to, and I love seeing this, but I think someone temporarily had Joe Douglas listed as the Seahawks owner on Wikipedia, which is always a delight to see uh, that tomfoolery uh, memeing. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think it's a great move. Uh, I think, again, Seahawks kind of got bamboozled a little. I feel like people really kind of want to write off uh, Russell Wilson just because of last year. Like you, like you touched on, he had a pretty, pretty bad finger injury that he was playing through a lot of dysfunction. And I think that he's still, you know, one of the top guys in the league and he definitely has a ton left in the tank. We see how these quarterbacks are lasting and Russ does a great job. He has in the past years, not getting hit as much as he used to early on in his career. And I think he could play for a while. So I, I love it by the Broncos and Judy's pumped. I want. I can't wait to see that connection. All right. What do you think? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think Seahawks got a, a, a relatively okay return. Like, I know people are like all crying and shit, like Mina Kimes, which I love to see. But <laughs> like, you, if you have a franchise quarterback, you're never gonna get the appropriate value if you trade him. You know, like you're never gonna get exactly what he's worth because it's the most it's the most valuable position in sports. But I think the uh, the Seahawks clearly saw they weren't going to be able to compete in the NFC West anytime soon with the aging roster. And, I mean, two ones, two twos, right? And um, what else? Two ones, two twos, and a couple decent players. Couple players, I, mean, I guess. Like, no fan. They're not, it's not like a total tear down. I think that they're going to probably use that first this year to help uh, beef up the edge possibly and then maybe look to target a quarterback next year. Yeah. But, I mean, yet being in no man's land is the worst place to be in my opinion. So time to reset. And I think they did it. That right. being said, I, someone should have lost their job for that Jamal Adams trade. Because that <laughs> thing was fucking 100%. Crazy. That was crazy. It's a, uh, it's definitely an interesting situation. Russ going to Denver, um, that division now with Mahomes, with Herbert, and even with Derek Carr, like the AFC is a fucking gauntlet now with these young quarterbacks. And like, it's not like he can just like come in. I mean, they're expect it's not like they're just gonna get to the AFC championship like um, immediately. Uh, this this roster still has a lot of holes. Their defense is set up nicely, but um, they may not make the playoffs. Huh? They may not even make the playoffs. Really, they may not. That's a fucking. It's, it's a, that division is insane. Yeah, and the AFC as, as a whole is insane. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just another quarterback that uh that teams have to run through though in the AFC. It is crazy. Like. For some of these guys, like even like Rogers was like thinking, I know they're different players, but like possibly going to Denver, like that was a rumor. Like, if you're a quarterback looking for a new team right now, like do not go into the AFC. Like it's ridiculous Brutal. how much stronger the AFC is than the NFC right now. Yeah. Um, but that'll be a really interesting situation. Though it's a really interesting division now. With a lot of good quarterbacks. Um, one one thing before we touch on the um the the mock. And mm-hmm. I know you, we were talking about it before a pod, like if we had any, if we wanted to make any comments on the uh, tagging situation, I, I just like whenever you, when you listed off his name, it crossed my mind. Is Gasecki going to get a tight end tag or a wide receiver tag? I think he may. And how the he, fuck he is got, that determined? He got the, he got the tight end tag, um, but he possibly can appeal. I know Jamal sources. Precedent. So, so sources right now are telling me that he is on his honeymoon post-wedding guy just got married shout out mike 
uh, and shout out Hallie. Hey, Shout um, out, so, so I don't know. <laughs> uh, so if, <laughs> I didn't get an I didn't get an invite to the wedding. That was kind of fucked up. Um, but so the way they would determine it is the amount of snaps that he has at a certain position, and he did line up as a wide receiver for eighty five percent of the snaps. I was gonna say it was at least it was at least a three to one ratio. So I think he does have a good case to get that appeal. Um. But I don't know. Nothing's come out of it yet. Uh, they did tag him with the tight end money right now. Um, so that'll be interesting to see if he does appeal and who the hell knows. Because it will it goes from like I think he I think it's like 12 for a tight end and it's like 18.5 for a yeah. wide receiver. Um, so a nice chunk of change to pick up, uh, possibly. But all right. So we're going to move into the mock draft now. Dean will be selecting first. Ray will be selecting second. And I will round us out for three. And then we'll keep rotating. Um, so we're going to head right into it. We're going to start at the top with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And we got Dino on the clock. Dean, who do you like number one for Jacksonville? Yeah, I think this is set in stone. I know you guys disagree, but I think this is, I think actions speak louder than words. They tag Cam Robinson for a reason. And that's because they love that big boy Hutchinson. After that 47440, I guess, I mean, obviously you got to wait for the tagging in the first place, but uh, I mean, he might have split the hair in his, in his favor to be number one, in my opinion, uh, maybe at the combine. He looked great, obviously. And I think he's the number one player in this draft. You have Cam and Juwan now as two tackles, two young, solid, two above average tackles now. I think it's clearly, like I said, insinuating Hutchinson at one. Uh, Caleb Von Chason has been really, really lackluster. And I mean, I, even Thibodeau. Say, I know. Oh, you're talking about Chason? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Caleb Von Chason. Off look for sauce. Dean gets, I was like, Dean gets I was, a redemption <laughs> there. I was like half looking. <laughs> no, no, you're good. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, no, he's... I, I'm close to saying, I know he's going into his third year, but I'm close to saying the B word for him. Um, and that's bust. And I want to see someone else on the opposite side of Josh Allen and the same way Ojabo uh, really looked great uh, being on the weak side of Hutchinson. I feel like the emergence of Hutch at in Jacksonville can really bring out Josh Allen and maybe get him less, you know, attention. So I like that pick a lot for them. Hutchinson won. Like it. So we're going to move on to Ray. You got Detroit at number two. Ray, who do you like here? This one was tough for me. This probably this pick probably took the longest out of the entire mock when we were doing it. It did. I was flip-flopping like a woman. I, I was thinking about getting a little freaky, going Malik Willis. Right. It was want, just was, na- it was just national international women's day. Did bro. you just Come did on. you just interrupt me? Yeah, I did. No. That's fucked up. You, you can't talk about women like that, bro. Yeah, no, we love women. Yeah, we love women on this pod. We love men just a little bit more, but we love women. <laughs> Um, as I was saying, th- thought about getting a little freaky going Malik Willis. Thought about getting really zesty and going Trevon Walker j- just because he blew up the combine and whatnot. But I had to stay true and go uh, Kayvon Thibodeau. I think he's he's still my number two edge. Lyman, I don't think he's not he's not really the number two player. Line, but I don't think Lyman are in play because they have um, Sewell and my boy Taylor Decker. So beef up the D, get a nice edge, and try to set, set the tone on that defense. They drafted a lot of D tackles last year, so get someone who can uh, get to the QB. Yeah. Dean, what do you think here? Uh, I mean, I love it. 
I think Malik would be a disaster. I think you guys know how I feel about the quarterbacks. I think that would be a horrendous pick. And they have too many holes everywhere. Just run it back with Goff or take someone at 32, which I definitely think someone comparable will be dropping to. If you're looking at a Ritter, maybe even a picket, uh, Corral, and take the take the best player on your board right here. And even fits and even fits for you. Tibbs all day. I like it. All right. So we're gonna move to number three here. Houston. I am on the clock. Um, uh, and honestly, I think this is a dream situation for um, Houston, who can honestly go in a million different places because this roster is absolute dog shit. Uh, they're going to take Evan Neal here, the offensive tackle from Alabama. Um, there's been rumors swirling that they don't want to pay Laramie Tunzel anymore, especially with a, a shitty team. Um, so this is going to be his replacement, Dean. Laramie Tunzel replacement. Yes, I, thought yes. I thought Tunzel Thanks. was on the Jaguars. No. Yeah, we we uh, we didn't have an editor. In the uh, first pod, so I could have edited out. it out. Editing um, for pussies. Yeah, but uh, but Evan Neal, offensive tackle, one for me. Jesus. Um, just Never tough, that down. smart, long. He looks really good. He didn't um, work out at the combine. He didn't run, um, but at the podium, I mean, the guy looked like he was on like Atkins or something like that. Like he looked really good. Uh, looked lean for three thirty-seven. Um, but this is just going to set them up in the right spot moving forward, uh, especially with Davis Mills likely as their quarterback next year. Um, so I got Evan Neal here. Anything to say? Are we good? No. Love, love me some Evan Neal. Yeah, yeah. you do. Let's get to the uh, so we're going to move to number four. We got Dean for the first pick for the New York Jets. Dean, who you got here at number four? So this is no surprise. You get someone to sure up. I don't care if it's the right side or the left side or even really just, you know, to have that extra depth because obviously the, the Jets love George Fant and we don't know about Makai as far as his health goes. This is this is Iki Aquanu a hundred times out of a hundred times. There's no shot Joe Douglas doesn't make this pick here. Uh, I first off want to stop with the guard talk for this guy. He, he came in with 34-inch arms. Ray, is that fucking good enough for you? My concern was never his length. Oh, I thought it was. I don't know why. But anyway. Don't put yeah, words no. in my mouth. All right. Put else Dean, I, I hate <laughs> but, uh, um, Anyway, <laughs> I had him as my OT1 before the combine, and he sure as hell the same after the combine. I just wanted to really emphasize kind of the, this isn't reactionary, but um, he really impressed me, and I think a lot of people across every aspect of the combine – and his pressers heard he killed it in interviews. His measurables were perfect. And he even had a sub uh, a sub five forty yard dash. Guy's just a beast. I you know, and like I said, I do not want to hear any more guard guard talk with him. He's a he's a bona fide tackle. He's going to be an amazing day one, in my opinion. I like it. I mean, the Jets getting one of the four of these guys uh, is always a really good situation for them. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to move on to our brothers in MetLife, the New York Giants. Ray, who you got here at number five for the G-Men? I'm going uh, Chuck Cross, tackle of Mississippi State. Uh, <laughs> you like that? <laughs> Just thought about it a couple seconds anybody ago. ever called him Chuck? <laughs> made, made me giggle. Uh, but yeah, Giants need to improve that fucking horrific <laughs> offensive line. Him and Pair him and Andrew Thomas together. 
let them protect dimes, which is just the most ironic nickname ever for a year. <laughs> on to uh, someone who can actually play the position. They got a good base to protect them his rookie year. I like it. So we're going to move on to number six. We got the Carolina Panthers, another team um, in flux with their quarterback. So who the hell knows? I'm on the clock here. Um, they really need offensive tackle help. Um, but with Evan Neal, Icky, and Cross going right ahead of here, too early for penning for me um, and a few of the other guys. I'm going to take the first quarterback off the board here, and I'm going to take Malik Willis. Um, looked really good throwing the, <laughs> really good throwing the ball um, at the combine, and I think his pro day, he's going to go nuts. I mean, the guy has a fucking laser, um, mm-hmm. and I was reading something. It's like he doesn't know what he doesn't know yet, and I think a good coaching staff. Um, I really like Matt Rule, um, and I think this is a good situation for him. They picked up Sam Darnold's. Uh, fifth year so he can sit behind sam and if sam sucks he can get into some games um and make plays this is a team that has a lot of dynamic playmakers um with christian mccaffrey if he's healthy dj moore um terrace marshall who they took last year and he can get away with a shitty offensive line because he is so dynamic um hopefully they can find a spot where they could take some offensive linemen or maybe pick some up in free agency to help him out um, but I think this is a good situation for, for Malik Willis to roll into, and that'll be our QB one. Um, anybody? I like I know Ray said reach, but yeah, know. I mean, I think it's a reach obviously, but I, I, I like the thinking and, and we're doing a mock and thinking where these guys are going to go, not where we would, who we would take. You mock with your ears. Yes. Facts. Um, Always. Well, we got another G men pick. Yeah. So we got the G men awesome. here. Uh, we got Dino. Uh, at pick number seven, Dean, who do you like? Yeah, no, this is a really, really, really hard pick. This was the hardest pick I had to take, uh, I believe, for sure. I definitely wanted to take Jermaine here because I love him. He's he's an absolute animal. I'll let you know whoever picks him later touch on that. But uh, this pick's going to be Sauce Gardner. Uh, along with their GM and their head coach hire, uh, another hire I love by the G-men. Again, we already touched on this before when we went over the NFC East. I, I obviously love what they did over the offseason, but another another thing that they did great was get uh, Wink Martindale as their DC coming from the Ravens. I'm a huge fan of Wink. Uh, his just kind of want to touch on what is how his defense operates and why the priority should be a CB1 right here opposed to a dynamic edge. Uh, his, you know, his 3-4 defense is known for a very high clip of creative blitz schemes to get to the quarterback and the best makeup of this defense sure as hell features a true, true, true number one at corner that really helps unlock them to get into a lot of um, a lot of, you know, single high. And you saw it when they had Humphreys in Baltimore and how that helped. And really the more secure that wink feels back there, the more crazy and the more genius he could show as far as his blitzes go. So this is going to be sauce. Sorry if that was a, a bit long, but no, I definitely, no. I definitely think that this would be their pick in this scenario because no, I like it. Ray, you like the fit here? Uh yeah, I wanted him to fall to the Falcons, but yeah, I like the fit for the Giants. Yeah, me too. 
Oh, uh, also, so- and also Bradbury's likely to be gone. That's that's a big part as well. James Bradbury, yeah. their corner. Yeah, likely a trade candidate uh, in the upcoming weeks. Um, so we're going to move on to pick number eight. We got the Atlanta Falcons and we got Ray on the clock. Yeah, so I went back and forth in this one. I was hoping for Sauce to fall. Thought about maybe Kyle Hamilton, but the combine may have influenced me a little bit. I'm going Trevon Walker. Keep the Georgia kid at home. You got that, like, Mike Rabel asked Dean Pease, is their DC, coming over from – he was uh, that Patriots scheme back in the day. They love their big athletic defensive lineman that they can move around the front. Um, I think it's more projection pick. Right now he's an elite run stuffer, but he doesn't really flash the pass rush ability. But someone's going to fall in love with him and just want to be able to create a absolute specimen off the edge. So – this is a little bit of a gamble in my opinion, but I could, I don't think he's getting out of the top 10. I think this is a good fit. Yeah. I mean, he's got to be, he, is he the biggest riser from the combine in terms of spot? Sure. Maybe at he least in the definitely, first, at least in the first round. Yeah. Maybe. He was getting maybe, I mean, honestly, it might be Christian Watson to be completely honest with you, but uh, cause I think he will be, end up being probably a first rounder. And I think that's nuts. Uh, he had a crazy few months. We'll get into that, uh, maybe. Uh, but I-, I would definitely say it had to be Walker. All right. I like it. So I'm on the clock here. at pick number nine. This pick was originally the Denver Broncos, but after the Russell Wilson trade, um, this pick now belongs to Seattle. Um, another team now that is seemingly blowing it up, but maybe still trying to stay relevant. They could go a ton of different places. Um, I went with Jermaine Johnson here at pick number nine. Um, this guy's just a freak. Um, ran really well. Uh, it seemed like he wasn't getting a lot of the love as some of the as some of the other guys. Um, but he did run uh, sub four six. Um, I think his broad was like ten five, which is great. Um, this guy will fit in immediately. Um, especially next to Jamal Adams. They just need playmakers anywhere on the field. A um, couple of the places I looked, some offensive tackle, I still thought this was too high for Penning. Um, and some of the other guys didn't really love taking the quarterback here um, after the whole situation with Russ, and now they have Drew Locke. Um, this was kind of best player available for me, and I still think it's a good fit for Seattle. What do you guys think? Definitely. I think this is a great value for Jermaine. Selfishly, I would wanted him to fall at 10 to the Jets. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yes. Oh, God. I was pissed when you said that. All right. So we got the final Jets pick. Wow. Dean gets them both. What a bitch. Yeah, I love Um, it. So our pick number 10 here. We got the Jets on the clock. Dean, who do you got here for the Jets? All right. I copped out, but I definitely want to talk about why I did and justify it a little bit. But Obviously, like we just said, I was immensely sad. And if this was April 28th, I believe is draft day. If this was April 28th and this was the scenario, I would be maybe crying, like bawling, like in the fetal position in the corner that Jermaine got this close. It didn't get there. But I'm not that upset because this one I'm going to take my guy and is my wide receiver one has been since the beginning and still is. I don't care. They didn't participate in the combine. I think he's going to do, I think he's going to exceed expectations on pro day and that's Drake London. Uh, Listen, I love combine overreactions just as much as any other guy. I I really do a good combine. I love them. 
I love them so much. I love rising a guy 20 spots because he had 0.2 better on because he runs fast in shorts and shorts. It's ridiculous, <laughs> uh, at, you know, on turf at Lucas Oil Stadium. But historically, honestly, the combine provides much more deception than truths. It really it really does. You know, it, it's really a tool to split hairs, not fucking skyrocket a guy up. I mean, point occasionally two, point two is pretty big and I think it's a difference in a 40, though. It's a point two. I know, but. Okay. Okay. Point two right. is huge. It is huge, but point two is is for especially for a wide receiver is being really fast or being really slow. I know, but they still have their pro day, and they could have been <laughs> a bad run. It really isn't a big deal. Use your fucking eyes on tape, in my opinion. But you know, occasionally they'll have a great, great, great workout, and it you know it'll justify a, a decent rise. But it, there's always just overreactions, especially right after the combine. And I'm not gonna do that here i'm gonna take drake london he's a prototypical x for zach and you know kind of take the mold of you know all the best teams in the nfl right now offense 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 so you get you get icky and then you get london and hopefully you know one day uh the jets are one of those uh big dogs but obviously we're just hoping so drake london don't hate it don't hate it at all. Um, Ray, you like London there? I mean, you, you know I don't. I, I don't hate it, but I mean. <laughs> shouldn't have, I shouldn't have even. Garrett, yeah, Wilson, go on to the next one. Garrett Wilson runs a 4.37. I mean, what the fuck are we thinking? <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> moving on to number 11. The tape, kid. Uh, we got Washington. Got the commanders here. Um, with their first pick is the new branded commanders. Uh, Ray, who do you like here for Washington? Uh, I want Kyle Hamilton. He's just too good to fall any further. Ironically, this is even higher than we had on Mach 1, so this isn't a uh, a fall due to his slow 40. Uh, he's just he's too good on tape. He's Washington, their front four is elite. They need some help on the back end. I think Ron Rivera would love to have him. Landon Collins is probably gone. They just traded for uh, Carson Wentz, the uh, son of God. And uh, maybe they can look to address the quarterback on day two. But for now, got Kyle Hamilton's too much, too good value here. Yeah, um, I agree. I, I do end up, I do think when all said and done that he is going to be in the top 10. Um, I don't know. I just think he's too much of a special player to, to leave out. Probably. I don't. I, agree, I don't think the but, Jets would. I don't think the Jets would pass on him. Unfortunately, at ten, yeah, that's if he got to ten, I agree. I think. I, I, I don't think they would make that pick if he was there. I think they would trade out. Trade but, out, if anything. But yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Um, so we're gonna move on to pick number twelve. We got the Minnesota Vikings, um, and I am on the clock. And honestly, this pick was tailor made for me. Um, this was definitely the quickest pick I took. Eh, probably besides Houston with Evan Neal. Um, but I'm taking Derek Stingley here. This team has been starving um, for secondary help for so long. Um, gave up the m- fourth most passing yards last year. Um, just really need playmakers. I am not so worried about the injury or so quote-unquote quitting on his team. Um, last year, it was a shit situation, and he knew he was going to the NFL, and he knew he was going to be a first-round pick. Um, so why risk further injury? Um, there's a guy that can play in any scheme. That's, that's called and, giving up. 
Yeah, I hate that fucking. I hate. That. I <laughs> it's called giving off. up sauce. What? Me off. <laughs> yeah. If I was a GM and someone, if a kid like that was his reasoning, I'd just be like, yeah, word. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely case. not going to be his reasoning when he explains it. Yeah, yeah. I'm but gonna like, explain. I'm gonna explain it here on the pod for him. Gotcha, gotcha. 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 Like You're mansplaining. Explain. You with me? You're mansplaining. Yeah, yeah definitely mansplaining. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, this guy, this guy could play in, in any system. Um, the arm length was kind of surprising when it came out. I don't know about you guys. He looked way long. He looks way longer on tape. Um, I still don't think that's going to hinder him too much. Um, this guy, this guy is just a football player, um, and I think he'll succeed anywhere that he goes. Um, and I think this is just a really good fit for Minnesota, um, a team um, that's kind of in flux. Yeah, I guess before we move on, I I'm gonna go bold. I think he's gonna fall in the draft. I think they're the question marks. I think just they just seem real. That Liz Frank injury is no joke, and just like like you said, like the whole like he hasn't played really in two years. Injuries are a big concern. Character a little bit of a concern. I I just see him falling a little bit. You think I'll give you over under fifteen and a half. Over. Does he fall? Over. What about you, D? He's got to bet something on that. What about you? What about me? Yeah, your name's Dean. Oh, I think he's under under 15 and a half. I'll take some I action should, right now. I think he should be over yeah. 15 and a half. Can we get I a little bet? We have, we'll figure out a little bet. Uh, oh, do it right now. Who, want, who wants it? I'll, it was, I'll do, no, it's between you two. You do a fucking bet. I, I think if he gets to – I think if he gets to – because I think Penning is going to be gone, and I think if at I, a good chance that he's going to be a Baltimore Raven. I don't see out. the Ravens taking him. I see it. I think that would be that'd be pretty cool. I think he's just their guy. He's just he, he could be he could be a Raven guy in my opinion. It'd be pretty what, nice. Him, one him, unit him bet over fifteen and a half. One unit bet. Okay. It was between you and Sauce. Yeah, no, a yeah. one unit bet. One unit bet. Sure. Word. One word. unit. <laughs> we'll discuss the unit uh, later. Yeah, right, cool. I'm on. I'm on we'll Nikki. Unit. I'm on Nikki later. units right now. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, next so, we're gonna, so we're gonna move on to pick thirteen. Oh, we got God. the Cleveland Browns. Dean, you're on the clock. All right, my bad. I've been really, really, really long on mine. Uh, we're getting out of the top 10. I'm going to make this really, really quick. Uh, this is going to be Garrett Wilson. Ray already touched on it before, the 4-3-7. He legit knocked off point two of what people expected, high, high four fives. I don't necessarily see him as, as fast or faster than Chris Olave on tape. Definitely not. So, again, I think it's – I think it's more smoke than anything. I think it was more just splitting hair, showing that he has the speed. Uh, I don't make him higher. He was my wide receiver two before, and he's wide receiver two now. He has the chemistry of Baker, same high school, all that bullshit. Uh, they talk. Who knows how much that really matters? Uh, but this needs they to talk? be something. Damn, yeah, dude, they really, talk. Real good inside information there. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. You, you know you're Ohio. Are you in the DMs? Kids, huh? God, I fucking hate you. <laughs> but uh, any, anyway, this needs to be something to invest in Baker because this is make Baker's make or fucking break here. The guy, the guy has been horrible. <clears throat> Not horrible. I'm I'm I, I buy. Oh, Browns fans know. are gonna kill you for that. Yeah, all of our Browns fans. We have a huge Brown contingent. <laughs> huge Brown. Yeah. Huge. Shout out the shout out the dog pound. No, but no, he was he was he was pretty putrid last year, and and I understand the reasons why he why he would. But I think he also has a ton of reasons why he should be really good. 
because they have a, a, a great, he has a great, amazing, probably the best run game in the NFL to lean on. And then on top of that, he has a, he has a very good old line. Uh, I don't really care sometimes when it comes to no playmakers. I mean, he had OBJ for a good portion of the year and he had, he had juice, man. I don't know. Thank yeah. God Dean shortened that one up, huh? Oh, yeah. fuck off, Ray. <laughs> Go off. It's Baltimore next. All right. <laughs> we got Baltimore at 15, Ray. Who do you like here? Uh, I'm going Trevor Penning. Um, plug and play right tackle. They got to protect Lamar. They were, I mean, their whole team was injured, but Lamar was too. I think it's a perfect fit. That's how you shorten it up, Dean. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, fucking fine. I'll I like it. it. He seems like a Baltimore guy for sure. Definitely. Uh, so I'm on the clock here with Philadelphia, their first pick of three in the first round. Um, and I took Tyler Lindenbaum, um, especially with Jason Kelsey done, Brandon Brooks done. Um, I know they took Landon Dickerson last year, but they can keep him at guard. Um, this guy is a Pro Bowl, all pro level center, um, and they just need to keep surrounding that offense and Jalen Hurts. Um, with pieces to build on. Uh, I think he's a really good fit in their heavy run scheme. Um, so I like that for, for Linder, uh, the first interior offensive lineman taken off the board at 15. Um, we'll roll right on to 16. Philly is back on the clock. Dean, who do you got Philly taking here? Yeah, no brainer here. This is Devin Lloyd. It could be a wide out to go opposite of Devonte, uh, but the way this draft fell, for Philly, they have an, uh, another pick after two more and three picks at 19. So, and there's a ton of great wideouts still out there. So they can really get their pick of the litter there anyway. Unless they absolutely love a guy, there's no way they're passing on Lloyd. He's, I, I love the, again, the combine overreactions. He, he was a top 10 guy, in my opinion. He so plays so much faster than yeah, he, he ran. He, he it's plays ridiculous. So fast. It's crazy. Who, who gives a fuck what he did in shorts? This is, uh, yeah, Devin Wood. I like it. Uh, so we are at pick 17. We got the charges on the clock here. Ray, who do you got here for L.A.? Uh, this is a no-brainer. This is Jordan Davis. Chargers desperately need run defense help. And to call this guy a freak would be an understatement. He's 340-plus pounds, and he ran a sub-4-8. That doesn't make sense. It actually doesn't make sense. Makes sense. Uh, I don't know. I don't think he's going to get here when push comes to shove. I think he's going to be gone before here, but he's not getting past here. Do that. you? Yeah. I'm just, I, I kind of struggle. I, unless, a team moves, exactly. unless a team moves up, I'm yeah. struggling to find the team that takes him. Um, but if a team moves up, I mean, I th- I forget who said it the other day on a podcast. It was like, even if a guy, even if this guy only plays like 35, 40 snaps a game, like he's just an impact player but I do struggle with the teams ahead of the Chargers here. Like, who would take him? I think he's been – because this is obviously his most popular mocked spot for, uh, like, months now uh, to the Chargers. And I think it makes a lot of sense. He's still – he's been my DT1 this whole time. But I think a lot of people see great, great depth in this class. Actually, at defensive tackle, that isn't talked about a bunch, but I I love Wyatt. You know, you love Devontae Wyatt, his 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 uh, teammate over at Georgia. Also, you have uh, Trey Jones out of UConn. And Travis. also 
Travis Jones, my bad. I apologize. That's yeah. the Trey Jones is um, on Ohio State, and he's an offensive lineman, I think. Trey Jones is a basketball player. Whatever. Um, fuck it. <laughs> Travis Jones, I apologize. Travis Jones, I don't think that was that off. Um, and also Perrion Winfrey, who I love. So I, I think that's kind of why he'll go here. And exactly like you said, not a lot of you know interior D line team need. I, I just uh, think I think he's just too much of a like a unicorn. And um, mm-hmm. I know you listed off some of the defensive tackles, but I think he's kind of him and Travis Jones are different breed, kind of. They're more nose play over the center as opposed to like someone who's going to play and like get after the quarterback. So I don't know. I just don't, I don't see. I think that's a, I think that's also another reason why he will end up being here. Cause I feel like he needs to be predominantly a three, four, which we've Possibly. already discussed. Possibly. I mean, I don't know. I'm just the one thing, the one concern on him scheme. is that I heard that he, there's like someone who watches everything he eats. So he doesn't eat too much, which is a little concerning. That too. That's he's, not he's, happening exactly. NFL, you don't know how he's, he's going to play in a completely different way that he did in college. All that stuff is very weird. I, I think that this might be a sweet spot, to be honest with you. Sweet. Um, so we're on to pick number 18. We got the New Orleans Saints. I am on the clock. Um, I guess I'm the only one taking quarterbacks. I'm going to take Kenny Pickett here. Um, quarterback out of Pittsburgh. Uh, this is another team that could have won a lot of places, but when it came down to it, you just cannot go into next year with Taysom Hill as your starting quarterback. You just can't. Um, and a team that missed out on Russell Wilson, uh, missed out on Aaron Rodgers, possibly. Do they go into the secondary QB market with possibly like a Jimmy G? Do they try to bring back Jameis? I don't think so. Jordan Love? Um, Mitch, who the hell knows? Um, I think you're better served starting over because this team does have some good pieces um, this team fights hard. They still have Alvin Kamara. They still have Michael Thomas. Um, and if they can add some more weapons in the mid round, the second round, mid rounds, um, and if they can bring back Teron Armstead, um, who knows? This is not a bad situation for a rookie quarterback, especially Pickett, who was 24 turning 25 to come into. He's mature enough. Uh, the hand size doesn't bother me that much. He's got enough. He's got enough uh, oomph on his on his ball, um, and I think he fits well in their system too. Um, very accurate, uh, so I like it. I think a team like this can can protect him a little bit uh, in his flaws as a rookie too. Um, and it's a team that's set up really nice defensively too. They're gonna ground and pound you the whole game. Um, so, how do you guys feel about Pickett coming off as QB two? And the fit in New Orleans. That's a that's the perfect fit, in my opinion, just for exactly what you said. He's the most pro ready quarterback. I think I, as a fit wise, I think his perfect fit would be Tampa Bay, personally. But um, well, he didn't get there. Yeah, exactly. He didn't get there. That's honestly <laughs> that's honestly a good point. How do you feel like well, that, that, that would be that would be his perfect? I don't hate. I think I kind of like the crowd fit a little bit more, but I, I mean, who knows? I don't really know what their offense is going to be like. This year, right? Like, do we, does anyone really know what they're going to be like? I'm assuming that they almost roll it over and it's a similar style offense that they have. Uh, I mean, it wasn't like they were like pushing the ball that much downfield last year. Like, they couldn't. Yeah. And yeah, kind of make it like a, I think if he, if they kind of implemented it exactly, if they rolled over the offense and made it as you know, in Drew Brees' last a year, Drew B, a Drew Brees a Drew Brees style offense, yeah, system quarterback. 
and, you know, really kind of just on schedule throws and intermediate to short, I think that'd be perfect. Really accurate stuff like that. I think you right. would do well. Um, so we're going to round out Philly's final pick of the first round at pick number 19. Dean, you're on the clock here for Philly. Who do you like? Yeah, it's almost impossible not to have a dream mock draft for the city of brotherly love. It's almost, it's actually almost impossible. There's just so much value in these three picks. <laughs> three firsts is fucking crazy. It's insane. It's ridiculous. They get Jason Kelsey's replacement. They get the best linebacker in the draft who could do it all. And right here, they're going to get Jameson Williams, which I, I, I think is probably going to be their wide receiver one for one reason. And, uh, you know, for a lot of these really wide receiver, you know, needy teams, there a lot of them don't have the depth at wide receiver that Philly does. So they can actually afford to wait and let Jameson get completely 100% and even take extra time if he needs and make sure he comes back and he comes back right. And I think Jameson Williams, and again, they're ecstatic. Um, I, I just want the record to show that this pick was originally Andrew Booth and it was a reach. <laughs> uh, Dean Panic and changed it. Also, um, I, I think that personally, I think if they're going wide receiver, I would prefer for them to get like a more physical Burks. contested catcher guy like Burks, I think would be a little bit better. But again, I mean, best deep threat in the league in the draft rather. So can't hate it. Right. I love you, uh, Aaron, uh, Dean's Dirty Laundry. Well, we have, I mean, we have a lot of Philly fans, so they, they, they deserve to know the truth. That's true. That's true. Can't lie to the Philly boys. I, I, I think Andrew Booth would they be see a great right pick. Through you, I think Dean. Andrew Booth would be a great pick for them right there. They see right through you, Dean. Uh, so we're going to move on to Pittsburgh at pick number 20. Ray is on the clock. Ray, who do you got here? I'm going Zion Johnson. This is like one of my little man crushes. I love this guy. I Originally, when I first watched his tape, I was hoping maybe the Jets could get him at like 35 he's not getting out of the first round i think besides linderbaum he's the best interior lineman he can play center guard he's strong physical can move i think i think he's gonna be a pro baller yeah a big position of need for them they need to improve that line very much so um really like this fit for them they uh they definitely they've been starving for offensive for like five years um so we're going to move to pick number 21. I'm on the clock with New England. Um, I thought about wide receiver here, um, but we are a Kendrick Bourne pod, so I won't speak ill of their wide receivers. Um, they definitely need another weapon, possibly in the second round. Um, but without tagging JC Jackson and his future unknown, I went corner here and I went Trent McDuffie. Um, this is a guy that, I wasn't really that high on. I thought about Kyler Gordon here because Kyler Gordon is my guy. Um, but I think Belichick and uh, his defensive scheme, he fits in so many different schemes, can play inside, can play outside. I know that arm length um, likely puts him inside, um, but they like to mix it up in New England. Um, he's physical, um, and I think this is just a really good fit. He seems like a New England kind of guy, honestly. Um I don't know if you guys have any other opinions on that, or we can just keep it rolling. I like yeah. it. Keep it, keep it keep rolling. It Love it. Uh, so we got pick number 22 here. Uh, we got the Las Vegas Raiders. Dean is on the clock. Dean, who do you got? I know Raiders are very volatile, and they just – I mean, obviously, they kind of just shipped house. They don't have uh, Mike Mayock in there anymore and, um, and Gruden taking these crazy picks. But 
it doesn't matter who's there. It could be legit anyone. It could be a, a five-year-old child. It doesn't matter. This will still be the pick. It's going to be Devontae Wyatt. And there's two reasons for that. Legit, just two things. One, the Raiders' current interior defensive line room might as well say Dean, Sauce, and Ray. It might as well. I, 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 I can get after the passer. So don't I, I, actually don't, <laughs> I actually don't see a difference. It, it might as well be that. And then two, a four-seven-seven. I mean, if you want to split hairs, but that, that's it. It's just him. This is a great pick. Devontae Wyatt. I like it. Yeah. They definitely need some, they yeah, definitely need some, they definitely need some help uh, along that defensive line. It's bad. Um, so we're going to move on to pick number 23. We've got the Arizona Cardinals. Ray, you're on the clock here. This one was another tricky one for me. I debated giving them some uh, offensive line help. I debated going a little corner here, but I went trailing Burks. I think, Kyler's all upset. He's all pissy. Wants money. Wants to go t- threatening baseball. I think. What's the way to get him happy? Give him a big fucking target like Traylon Burks. I think he would. I think Traylon Burks would fit perfectly in this Kingsbury system. Uh, it's not the biggest position of need, but like we said earlier, like people are, teams just want weapons now. Fuck it, just go full college ball and just get someone who can just make shit happen. Yeah, I like the fit there too. Honestly. They'll do a lot of stuff. They spread it out a lot, and he's great in that. Um, so we're going to move on to pick number 24. We got Dallas here. I'm on the clock. Got a little spicy here. Uh, thought about Kenyon Green, especially with Connor Williams, likely gone. Um, but I went Boy Mafe, a guy who is rising um, and a guy who I really like. Maybe developmental, um, may not figure it out in year one, um, but he's got all the traits uh, to really blow up. Um, he's fast. He's long. Um, he blew the combine out of the water. He was top five in almost everything he did. Um, Randy Gregory likely gone in free agency. And they're also talking about possibly trying to trade to Marcus Lawrence. Um, so this will free up a few holes on their defensive line. And I know they want to push Micah back, uh, to play more of his natural position at linebacker and free him up. Um, to just roam the field. So I like the fit here a lot in Dallas. Got a little spicy for the boys. Ray, you're raising your hand, please. Two things. How yeah. are you gonna realistically like how are you gonna move Micah off a position where he probably could have won defensive player of the year and had 50? I mean, I think they're just gonna rotate him. Yeah, uh, I, I agree, but like it's like it, you know what I mean. Like, I feel there's a little conundrum for them. Like, how the fuck are you gonna do that? The guy probably the think, guy really could have won defensive player of the year. Yeah, but, crazy. Uh, but I, but I, I agree. I mean, I'm not like agreeing, just a, just but, saw, but, but what Sauce said is is like fact is factually true. No, they that, definitely need edge help. But I'm just, are, I was just, it's just something I'm thinking out loud. Like it's kind of crazy. He's just so versatile. Uh, like obvious, obvious run situations, like keeping him at linebacker and letting him roam sideline to sideline, um, is a must for them. Um, and I think like. If they get deeper into the playoffs, maybe like I mean, you're not playing that many great tight ends in uh, in the NFC. Like against like a Kittle, like he can go one on one against those guys. Um, so I know it's tough to like he blew up the NFL. Like moving at <laughs> moving positions, he blew up yeah. the NFL. Um, but I just think he's so fucking dominant at off ball linebacker that he can get enough pass rush situations that it still makes a difference. I think he's definitely going to be used as both. Uh, and then uh, sure. number two, welcome the team boy. 
Uh, we're we're happy to have you. A little I've late always to been, party. I've always welcome. been team boy. We're team Big Ten. That's why. You know, that's a good. Honestly, I, I, I'm on the bandwagon now for sure. Love it. I didn't welcome you. Yeah, welcome might have to get might have to get, get boy on the pod. Welcome. Might have to get boy on the pod because uh, BTT. It's also a sick name. Yeah. Uh, so we're moving on. Pick twenty five. We got the Buffalo Bills, and we got Dean on the clock. So, I think that this ends the slide for Carl for Carl Loftus. Um, I think that this is a great way to help retool that D line that's losing both Hughes and Addison. Before Ray gets on me about last year, the Bills drafting. I'm going to get on you, by the way. Yeah. Okay. So I, yeah. No, you. Be- if you get on me, you better stay on me. <laughs> no, Daddy Likey. But anyway, before he gets on me about them drafting Russo and his boy Boogie Basham last year, I know Carl dropping this far is a common trend, and I agree that he's not top five projection like he was. But this is this is truly too deep in my opinion. I still see him as really a top 13 to like 16, 17 player in this draft. And especially for a 4-3 scheme like the Bills run, who can let him put his hand in the ground and really just get after it. Sometimes you just got to draft, really just draft good players, baby. And uh, Buffalo does. That's usually the name of the game. Yeah, name of the game. They do a great job at rotating these D linemen. They do it at actually like a staggering, staggering rate. And it was a great way. They love to keep those D linemen fresh. And it was maybe the biggest part of their defensive success last year. So I think they stick with that and they get Carl. And he showed at the combine that he's just, a, he's really just a freak. I feel like people kind of discount that. And yeah, this is the Greek freak. Um, yeah. So like I said, I'm going to get on you a little bit. Love that. Uh, I don't, I'm not the biggest fan of the fit here. I think Buffalo could use a little bit more juice off the edge. Uh, I actually, he kind of reminds like he he has in that same like Juice? his motor is nuts. Yeah, but like he, I, I'm talking about like athletic, like pure athlete, like speed rushing juice. He's kind of like he can rush inside out. He kind of reminds me of a uh, Epinesa a little bit in that Epinesa. regard or uh, Rousseau. Like Dick, I feel like much better than I think it's and even I think like, he's, Basham, I think he's I think, what they I think he's what they wanted. Epinesa. I think it's just a little redundant from what they have. I actually would love him in Dallas as a fit too. But I love me some Carl, so it can't be that. I think he's going to be a good player. So mm-hmm. just a fit's a little question. Sorry, Dino. I like it. Uh, uh, so we're on to pick number 26. We've got the Tennessee Titans, and Ray is on the clock. Ray, who do you got? Um, oh, God, this is like a bashing Dean podcast. But in the uh, unlike Dean, in the uh, for, for full disclosure for our fans, I originally had David Ajabu here. You better then say we, that because then I was we read about the uh, Harold Landry <laughs> signing. So we had to nix that real quick. Uh, I'm going Chris Olave. So I think they're going to need to they need to beef up that wide receiver core. I think he's a really good complement to AJ Brown and what they have what uh, what they already have. Great route runner, sub four four speed. Um, my wide receiver four, I believe, maybe even three. I don't remember what I have him at now, but yeah, love me some Chris. Oh, Cool. Yeah, I like the fit. Won't be asked to do too much there because obviously they love some Derrick Henry, um, but he'll be a really good field stretcher for them um, and won't catch any double teams um, with A.J. Brown on the other side. So that'll be nice for him. Uh, So we're on pick number 27. We got Tampa Bay. Um, This was a really interesting pick for me. This is a team that 
it's kind of weird. They're like still good, but they don't have a quarterback. I feel like they're in the exact same situation that they were in when they had Jameis. They just like were a really good team set up, but they just didn't have that guy to get them over the hump. Um, do they take him here? I didn't take a quarterback here. Um, I went with Kyrie Elam here. Um, this is a guy that honestly I kind of comp to Carlton Davis, who is leaving the team likely. Um, hopefully he signs with the Jets. Um, but Sean, uh, Sean Murphy Bunting and Jamel Dean are both free agents next year. Um, le- unlikely that they sign both of those guys. They'll probably sign one of them. Um, so getting another guy in that secondary, um, I think he'll fit really, really good in Tabul schemes who likes to mix it up, um, likes to blitz a lot. So it'll leave him on an Island sometimes. Um, and he's best when he's press man coverage one-on-one. Um, so I do like the fit here in Tampa Bay. Um, fellas, how you feeling about that? I know we had, uh, some differences of opinions yesterday. I like it a lot. Love, love Kyrie. He's high on, he's high on my board. Uh, I think I, I think I even have him eclipsing Kyler Gordon now after, uh, the combine again, another splitting hair scenario, but, uh, I would, I think Booth is the answer here. That's, that's my only opinion. I, I know that Bulls likes to utilize when he does those crazy, crazy blitzes. He, he, he utilizes a ton of weird zone and I think Booth would just do amazing in that. So it would be Booth in my opinion, but I don't hate it. I love me some Kair. Uh, my one question on him was the speed, but he checked that box. So uh, I don't remember what I had him at. That would have him at cornerback three. Sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's probably sticking there. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, when it's all said and done, he'll he's pretty firm in the first round now, back end of the first round. Um, all right, so we're going to move on to pick number 28. We got the Green Bay Packers, and Dean is back on the clock. Dean, who do you got? You guys hear that? Wait, it's an Aaron Rodgers orgasm. That's what the fuck it is. This is going to be Jahan Dotson. Stay happy Valley, baby. (laughs) Fantasy football players rejoice. Finally, a suitable number two in Green Bay that's worth reaching on in your draft. Uh, you know, and honestly, and I, we said this when we went over the wide receivers, he's just a true three level threat. I don't even think he'd be getting here. If he showed up to the senior bowl, he's an absolute animal. And I think he's going to be an animal straight out of the gate with Rogers. He's going to also, you know, just benefit greatly off of the attention that Devonte always gets. How many times do you see him double and even triple covered and fucking you have Alan Lazard, Geronimo Allison and MVS MVS, who's also going to be a free agent, just kind of not even making separation at all on single coverage with no one over the top. So this is going to be crazy. I, I can't wait to see this. This will be John Dotson. Good job. Dean. You, got, you got one, right? Love Good it. Job. Love it. Love it. Off, right? Uh, we're pick number 29. Out. Actually, you do right here. Excuse me. This is your first one, right? You motherfucker. Um, we're pick number 29 got the Dolphins on the clock Ray who do you got here for Miami Uh, this is a huge huge fall from grace from Mach 1.0 where he was a top 5 pick Uh, we're going Kenyon Green Uh, no way he gets here from Texas A&M I like him I think he's going to be he kind of reminds me of a poor man's Elijah Vera Tucker 
Uh, I think he's going to be a really good, really solid guard in the NFL. And uh, the Dolphins, everyone knows they need offensive line help. New scheme with Mike McDaniel coming in. I think he's he'll be a good fit in that outside zone. So, yeah. Like it. Uh, we're at 30 here with the Kansas City Chiefs, and I'm on the clock. My last pick, unfortunately. Um, and this was a spot I thought about Christian Watson. I thought about George Pickens um, and just keep loading onto that insane Chiefs offense. Um, but I went on the defensive side. I went David Ajabo. Um, it was a little bit of a slide for him, but I could see him sliding. Uh, maybe not this far, um, but we'll see. I think this is a good spot for him, too, on a team that's ready-made uh, to compete for championships, um, a team that, especially on the defensive line, um, Chris Jones gets a ton of attention, rightfully so, and hopefully that'll free Ojabo up to keep learning, keep progressing, um, and he's got all the raw physical tools to be a really good player. So I like the fit here for Kansas City. Um, so we'll move on to pick number 31 with the Cincinnati Bengals, our Super Bowl runner-up. And Dean, your final pick here for Cincy. Yeah, no, just a little spice alert here. A little spice alert. This one is probably going to be one of the biggest surprises in our mock. Uh, I don't think I don't think it should be though. Uh, it doesn't matter if it, at all if the first thirty picks are all. People will learn in a few weeks. Don't worry. Yeah, it it legit doesn't matter if the first thirty picks are all on O line. This is still at thirty one from the Cincinnati Bengals going to be an offensive lineman, and it needs to be. It's going to be Abraham Lucas Wait. from Washington State. <laughs> You think if, if all thirty teams took offensive linemen, you still you think the yeah, Bengals would take an offensive lineman? They're taking the thirty first. Yes. Okay. I don't think that's being crazy. Keep going. That's incredibly, incredibly rational. <laughs> you draft you draft good players until your quarterback is basically looks like he's going to die every game. Yeah, and I heard. I heard they love uh, Vidarian Low from Illinois. So okay. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> even though I some might as far down it, as I could <laughs> for the I, I see that because I have no idea who the fuck that was, so I just kind of <laughs> fake said yeah. Uh, anyway, he has extensive, extensive work in pass pro with over three thousand snaps in that you know in that air raid offense with Washington State. Might be, <laughs> I mean, I like that shit. The, the the really really a ton of experience. It's I love that, and they desperately need to, like I said, keep Joey B alive. He legit just willed them to a Super Bowl. Fuck defense, especially for their team. Fuck defense, just fuck run blocking. Even though he's pretty good at run blocking, when I did his evaluation, I was very I was actually very surprised, but he's going to be the most polished and most ready to go day one to be on either side. And he also had a uh, sub five forty. If uh, you care about what he did in shorts. So Abraham Lucas, good measurables as well. Like it. We're pick 32 with Detroit Ray round us out here. Yeah. This one, I really wanted to go quarterback. I kind of like the uh, either Sam Howell or, or Ritter pick, but I couldn't pass into Kobe Dean. I think the value is just, even with the, the fifth year option for the quarterback, I think you pick, he you will not Kobe, get here. The Kobe Dean, plug him in at middle linebacker. He'll be a captain of your defense. And he'll, re, like, that defense is going to start to take take shape now. He seems like a Dan Campbell guy, too. I love me some Dan Campbell. He's, he's going to hold their D accountable. I think we can see some improvement. Hold your D accountable. Hey. Yeah. Uh, I mean, 
you, if, you, if you ended the draft, if you ended the draft with Tibbs and Nicobe Dean in the first round, in the first round, go get a wide receiver with your ne- with your early second round pick. Maybe yeah. we'll start cooking a little bit. Yeah. God, I love Jared Goff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so I was funny. about to. I was about to say David Blau. I was about to say David Blau. I was about to say I love David Blau. Um. Yeah, really like the mock. Uh, a few guys we left out uh, from last mock who fell: Daxon Hill, Darren Kennard. Uh, nice did I miss anybody? What's up? Anybody nice else I missed? Corral, Corral, uh, Roger McCreary because of his arms, and uh, George Pickens. Like it. But those like those it. will be all guys that are in the outside looking, and even Kennard. Which I think Booth fell hard. too, right? Yeah, Booth fell yeah, out too. And, oh, and Booth, which was a horrible pick, by the way, right? <laughs> what was? I love that Dean's like, you guys are horrible picks, and he doesn't pick the guy himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying, I'm saying he picked Darren Kennard in our first round. Uh, right. well, Holy reach! But the bygones, uh, I admit, the bygones be guy bygones. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, yeah, cool. All right, so that'll wrap it up for us here on Between Two Tackles. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed our mock draft 2.0. Come back next week. We will continue with our division preview with the NFC North, and we will move on to our linebacker position groups, um, a group I'm really excited about. I fucking love linebackers. Um, and this group is deep, especially in the middle rounds. As always, please rate and subscribe to the pod and follow our Twitter at Between Two Tackles with the number two. And stick with us as we move through the 2022 offseason. Fellas, love you. Daddy wasn't there. Peace.